There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast, where we're recording on a Thursday... No, sorry, on a Tuesday afternoon. This is odd. It's very odd. See, that's why I'm afraid didn't slip up on a Thursday. It's actually just a Tuesday. Because you have a new recording schedule for your day job. Well, it's not even a recording schedule. It's a, it's a, it's a live show. Pro, yeah. It's a live program. Live so, program. Yeah. You're in the mornings now. Uh, yeah, I started on the morning takeover <laughs> this week. It's quite an adjustment. I, I like my partners. I love the dynamic we've got going on. I've never been part of a situation where I'm the only guy and I have two girls to talk to every morning. So that's it's a welcome change. Yeah, what time do you wake up now? 5 a.m. It's, it's not bad. Like my mom I mean, it could be five. worse. could be worse, yeah. It I mean, could I, be worse. I did the 5 a.m. Yeah. show about a year ago. And that I would have to bad. wake up at like 3 a.m. So that was really horrible. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm not. But now it's, it's not. It's, you know, if we if we're recording in the afternoons, I, I kind of like this idea. Same, same. Uh, for one thing. For another, when you look at the sign-on, it's always the flagship show of a radio station. Yeah. So if a radio station were a wrestling promotion, it's like they gave me the title and told me to run run with the ball, kid. Climb I know because ladder, your show was doing pretty okay. Famous. Your your show was doing pretty okay. Oh, no, for I, I take I take pride in what I do. So yeah, I I, I'd like to think that there's been a level of some trust between me and management. So you know, I'm I, I don't wave eighty nine point one for you guys. Sure, yeah, I I don't intend to drop the ball on that very soon. Just good music or at all. Just so yeah, uh, show's called the Morning Takeover. <laughs> We're on from seven to ten in the morning. Uh, I'm gonna be there with Chloe and Chicky for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, so now that we've got some good stuff out there, let's talk about a bit of the bad stuff. Some stuff that happened uh, two weekends ago that we in missed wrestling. on wrestling. I think I think we week. just didn't want to talk about it too much. Well, I uh, I'll be honest, it really did slip my mind, so that was my bad. But yeah. uh, a couple weekends ago, three wrestlers died all within the same 24 hour span. So you oh had uh, Brian Christopher Lawler, Brickhouse Brown, and Nikolai Volkov. Um, oh. I guess of the three, the one I really saw the most was Brian Christopher because yep. of his time as Grandmaster Sexy and the fact that he's too Jerry cool. Lawler's son, yeah. right? That's too cool. He was, you know, he was a big part of that that phase of our introduction into the wrestling fandom. No, uh, actually, and then say, he was pretty much out of WWE by the time I got into it. So I, yeah, but, but I, for, I forgot that you didn't you didn't really catch him that. Much. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so I really just know him as Jerry Lawler's son with a checkered past. So. Uh, it's really dis- uh, it's disappointing that it's not but it's also, I guess, a sobering moment that, you know, uh, a lot of these guys, they just need help. Yeah. So, you know. Get um, help, guys. Like, if if you're ever troubled and stuff, don't go that way. Yeah. Uh, don't and go that way. It, it's very striking yung Nariniko from Edge and Christian on their podcast. Oh, it was. It was It was like, I was, I was working out when it came on. And then I was like, oh, God, wait, we're going to go that... Oh, it's, no, no, it's they, a little chilling. No, 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 it, it's not necessarily chilling. It's more of sobering because they said that someone like, say, Nikolai Volkov, who died past 70, like, he really won the lottery. You know? he, tipong, 
it's it's like he lived 150 in wrestling years. Yeah, like, yeah. When you think about it, a wrestler's body, it's like you you age na parang sa dog years. Yeah, you, know you, I mean? you you have that you have that um, breaking point, and then if you make it to 50, like if you make it to 50 on the schedule that he was working, and considering that he did he did bridge he did bridge that that wrestling generations. Yeah, the gap. territorial era to the rock and wrestling era. Yeah. Nah, and and those those were like rough times for wrestlers, right? Given all the drug abuse at the time, the alcohol abuse, right? so it it was really a different time. As for uh, Brickhouse Brown, I wasn't really old enough to to be aware of his stuff. But the beauty of the network is, is that you can catch you it. can catch it, right? uh, You can catch the stuff from USWA. So um, you know, rest in peace, rest in power to all of them and to their their family and friends that they left behind. Of course, our thoughts and. Condolences go uh, go out to them. There was a Jerry Lawler tribute yep. that you were able to catch he did, a couple days ago. He did a he did a tribute. He did a sh- he. For those of you who don't know, Jerry Lawler has is still an active wrestler, and in Memphis he did have a match against James Ellsworth, and came out with his son's gear. Um, I don't know what that means for you know for those of you who aren't in the wrestling fraternity, but that's a big deal, man. Like for for you to come out. Wearing somebody else's gear, let alone your own son's, I think it's especially tough because no parent really deserves to bury their own child, right? Oh, so I think that's the. I never wanted to think about that. I think that's the toughest bit for someone like the king. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, it, it's a really sad moment. So um, we hope we don't have to have these conversations again for quite a while. Even though the reality is, uh, we're given, probably gonna have given it. Given the wrestling industry, it's probably gonna happen sooner than we'd like. Right, so let's switch gears a bit and let's talk about there are better piece things. Of there are better things. News. No, no, oh no, we're not at the better things. Yeah, yet. we're not not yet. Not get all yet. the bad news out. Yeah, let's get all the bad news out. Alistair Black over oh. the weekend was reported to have suffered an injury at the at one of the NXT live events, and it requires we, surgery. Yeah, so right now it's very unclear what his status is. We don't know if he'll make it to take over Brooklyn Four, uh, but as it stands, sayang because Alistair Black's actually the baby face here. Right when you after take... after last week's NXT, right? it's like he they did that show. They set up the angle. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's palpable. The the, the tension there. The storyline is set, and then you're just like, well, fuck. No, ang You have uh, Champa, who's the clear heel. Alistair Black, who's the clear babyface, and Johnny Gargano, who de- who's shades descent, of gray, who's descent into madness, makes him someone. Parang I'm not sure if I want to root for this guy because he's really pathetic right now. And I'm saying this as one of the biggest Johnny Gargano fans in the room, uh, and you know we bought the shirts. Well, yeah, right. So like, mostly thanks to our guest this week. More on that later. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we actually have a guest this week. Uh, he was our shirt mule for our most for recent this. purchases, and yeah. uh, he's also going to talk about uh, a lot of good stuff on the podcast. Good lucha things. A lot of good lucha good things. Lucha His things experience wrestling at Arena Mexico. Meeting the likes of Ultimo Dragon and Jushin Thunder Liger. My man. Uh, how he ended up in a relationship with uh, the Philippines' most famous grounded wrestler. <laughs> not ground-based. No, not grounded. grounded. You heard ground-based. that. Ground-dead. You heard that right. Yeah, so Koto Hero will join us on the podcast later on uh, as we continue to wax poetic about Alistair Black's injury. Uh, Milang, I, I just hope that oh. he somehow comes back, but if... Uh, the doctors determine it's better for him to miss time then you know what I, I want what's best for Alistair Black the, the person behind the character you know I was just hoping that it because it, it's a, it's such a nice um, how do you say this it's a layup of a send off for him eh? yeah, yeah you come off of you come off of SummerSlam weekend you, lo- you lose your rematch you lose your rematch because well in this scenario the story is bigger than you dude 
Might as well just get called up. Yeah, it's not, you diba? know, wala na, finish na. Wala, wala ka magawa. And then you just think, it's such a fucking layup. But now I think he'll probably get the Drew McIntyre uh, trajectory na, you know, he'll just get written out and then he'll show up on Raw or SmackDown one day. <sighs> I, just, I just hope this doesn't go like, I, I hope at most three months. Because three months, he's still in the public consciousness. I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I'm not we don't know, we're not the doctors. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's been no announcement. Not a doctor. <laughs> From you, Lord. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so nine nine. If you know that, let, let's get to uh, some happier news this time. Um, another match was added to the All In card just a few hours ago, and this really made me mark out because it's been report. Uh, it's been announced that the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels will be taking on Stephen Amell at All In. So uh, you know, you know that this is this is best case scenario because they're both Hollywood guys. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Uh, Christopher Daniels has spent time on shows like Glow. Yep, and you got Stephen Amell, who's basically the anchor of the Arrowverse. And I just learned a few hours ago that if you've got the Fight TV app and if you've got the credits for it, then you can actually stream uh, all in. Well, you know, you would have known this if you caught the ending of being the Elite's yeah, episode see, this I'm, week and I'm you're still not you're, you're still you're still not yet on that but oh, I, I, you know I the BTE fo- I can't follow the G1 <laughs> match thing I want me to follow a 100 plus episode web show okay ka lang I mean you could just jump in now because it just came out but it's, it's a great you just I want you to see the ad because it's so well done it is really well done ad say what you want about the all in card but I'm I'm really just there for the Stephen Amell match I don't know why it, uh, like when uh, as soon as I saw you're, Stephen you're not, Amell on the not, poster I'm yeah. like yes count me the fuck in you don't want to watch Marty Skrull versus fucking Okada? This is going to be so good. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just more excited to see Stephen Amell again just uh, because I'm such a huge fan of the I Arrowverse. know, I know. You're, you're, you've, you've stayed true and, to them. Uh, yeah, I've stayed true to Arrow the series, to the Arrowverse as a whole. And, Legends, you know, and, yeah. And sure, you know, uh, when it comes to the indies, I am a filthy casual. Whatever. Fight cool. me. Right? Okay. But don't fight him. Watch it on Fight TV. Okay. Fight TV, yeah, sponsor yeah, they're, us. They're totally not paying us to say this thank they're you they're not but you know you never know PWR could use Fight TV okay Gamas alright uh, moving on our last piece of news before we get to our guest for this week Dean Ambrose is rumored to be coming back <laughs> so I'm not sure after, if this will happen at SummerSlam or, or after, after SummerSlam yeah. but most likely that week is gonna be uh, when it happens and if the dirt sheets are to be believed he will be reunited with Seth Rollins to bolster yeah. the tag team division yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, so that should be I'd fun. Like Although I think it would be more interesting if Dean Ambrose just turned heel and fought with with Seth. Parang, like, I don't with want the roles I, reversed this I time don't, around. I don't need that. I don't need that right now. I just need really healthy Dean to play out his contract into a new renewed contract. Because do you his, miss Dean Ambrose? I do. I don't know about you, but I do because at the you know it's been what almost a year now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been, been a months. while. Some, uh, a baby been has a been while. conceived and born in the span of his uh, absence. Hopefully, not somebody we know. Oh, mga members of Tatay Club. Yeah, but but the thing is, Dean Ambrose. You know, Dean Ambrose is one of those guys that he's always a steady hand. He's always a good roster guy to have there. And if he ends up on Raw, he's, he's, he's on Raw, right? Yeah, he's still part of Raw. He's still part uh, of so Raw. Is Jason so Jason Jordan. Uh, the rumors are that Jason Jordan's uh, also uh, slated to come back very soon. So, so. both of them come back. Um, Two thirds of the Shield versus American Alpha. I guess I could, I could do that. Yeah. I could get on that. Oh, okay lang. Um, I, I guess what what I who I miss is Shield Ambrose and not not crazy old Ambrose. Lonely Ambrose. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we don't know. The guy the guy's had a lot of time off. He's dyed his hair. Apparently, yeah. Uh, it could I, be good. It could be good. I wonder good. if his tank tops are now as dirty as Harper's. 
Ooh. Or if he's going to use the same tank tops. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we have a couple of weeks before SummerSlam. For those of you who are asking, by the way, there will be no SummerSlam viewing party this uh, year. So yeah. it, it's not really something I'm sorry to say because historically year, SummerSlam yeah. viewing parties don't really draw. right? And, and SummerSlam isn't shaping up to be all that right now. It's, it's funny because people say that SummerSlam is the smarky WrestleMania. And it's yet, not. I'm, I'm not, not entirely excited about SummerSlam yet. I mean, yeah, I want to see Miz versus Brian. Yes, I want to see AJ versus Joe for the championship. Yeah. But there's nothing that appeals to me anymore about Reigns-Lesnar part 875, right? I, I just want to see Braun Strowman cash in and win the Universal Championship. Let's and let's just be done with on. it, yeah. Right? So Because Smarky WrestleMania is now Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. I can for everyone, get for everyone who is who is getting behind it, that's that's the argument there. Yeah. It's done. Uh, Smarky WrestleMania isn't until January four, so there. Um, but the G one climax ends this weekend. Yeah, it ends this weekend. Uh, I got a shout out uh, the Good Samaritans online who've prepared these hypothetical scenarios. Now, if we're down X to six, y, yeah, we're down to six at this point. If X beats Y or Y beats Z, all these scenarios uh, to figure out who makes it out of Block A and Block B. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Who you got? Uh, see, when I Block B, Block B is in a Kenny, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the final is Kenny versus Ibushi, but then no, I, or or no, who's no, coming no, out? no. Ken, Kenny, who's coming out of each block? Oh, because the last day, out. the yeah, last yeah. day is Kenny versus Ibushi. Okay, I think Kenny's coming out of Block B, and this is me coming from a casual's perspective, right? And then Block A, so A. That's the Okada oh, block. Let me go in on J, go all in on Jay White. You're going in on Jay White. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's Jay White. You versus want the knife perfect. Omega. You want the knife? I want the little shit. You like him? Uh, I'm interested in his story, but like, mas nagustuhan ko siya eh, si Minoru Suzuki and Toriyano over uh, the course of the G1. Oh, uh, it's, it's the smaller stories that I, I've uh, enjoyed. Look at you, your first full G1. I'm so proud. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm, so I'm not proud. even latching onto like the big stories. Fuck crazy Okada. I don't care. I. You want to get the Koto Hero now? All right, fine. Yeah, before before, <laughs> I offend, before you, you you offend uh, special snowflakes, yeah. like ah oh, no, Crazy Okada is like the best thing ever. But right. it is, it is okay. Uh, <gasps> yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot eventually. So you know, uh, cut me some cut me some slacks here, man. You 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 get you get your slap. No worry, King yeah. of if you make it the King of Pro Wrestling at this point. And you're still invested. Uh, I have faith in you. Let's get to All In first. Yeah, and let's get through All In first because that's the next thing that's happening. Yep. And let's get to our guest for this week. It's Koto Hero and Nicola So, a.k.a. Nina, right here on the SGP Podcast. Stay tuned! Hey, this is Zeta Zhang, and you are listening to SGP Podcast. Normally on the podcast, we would always say that, oh, yeah, you know, we have a special guest that we've been working on to have on the podcast for weeks or months. But in this case, it's extra special because... We've been working on this guesting for literally over a year. Way over a year. It's like when when was the when was the first time? May May of twenty seventeen. Yeah, and, and you know he's that been, photon show. Yeah, Jesus he's been Christ. trying to get on the podcast, trying to campaign and chill himself on social media. Well, he was she was shilling you guys. Well, more yeah, than, during more the, than me. Yeah, during, during uh, that show. Yeah, during that show, and even during the Vendetta storyline, I was like, oh, this motherfucker's not even anywhere near us. So how can we get him Why on the podcast? Call him a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to call him a motherfucker. He's a very nice man. All right, sure. And the friend of one of our friends. Yes, the boyfriend of, of one, one of, of our friends. friends. All right, so let's <laughs> officially welcome him to the podcast. He's been waiting over a year to do this, all the way from California in the U.S. Koto Hero joins us on the podcast. Hello, guys. I'm Mother Effer. 
See, look what you did, Stan. You know, his voice is so smooth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. One of those, one of those natural baritones. Uh, also joining us uh, this afternoon, we're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. We've got Nicole or Nina, however you want to call her. Hi. So, yeah, I have to here. drop him off here. Uh-huh. He's with my ride, so. So she's here, uh, popping in as she sees fit, or you know, whenever we choose to not ban her from the conversation, <laughs> right? So we're here to talk about, of course, Koto Hero and his his journey into the wacky world of wrestling, how he oh, found PWR, right? Yeah. How he found Philippine wrestling and everything else in between. But first, let's start off with the fact that this is your second trip here to the Philippines in the last couple of years. So how's that been like? Uh, it's been a lot more fun this time around because I've been concentrated more on wrestling. Hanging out with the PWR guys and uh, hanging out with my girlfriend. Your Nina. girlfriend. My girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that fun to say? Like, like now that she's beside you and everything. My girlfriend. <laughs> oh. I think it's his way of saying, take that, Ralph. Oh. No! You <laughs> see, we're uh, past kayfabe now. We're yeah, past yeah, kayfabe. Yeah, yeah. The storyline <laughs> is no, no. over, Stan. We're talking okay. to Koto Hero, the dude. Now. Sure, sure, sure. All right, so you know you're coming off that uh, main event time. match at Way of the Champion. That crazy storyline that crazy match broke the fourth wall. Crazy match and that crazy match. How was that experience like for you, knowing that oh, you know they incorporated bits and pieces of their real life story into what you guys had to settle in the ring? Yeah, it was very fun. One of the the, the funnest storylines I've ever had. I, I don't think I could have done it without Nina and Ralph. Me not being there to. To do the promotion, yeah. I mean, you did. You did have the one tape yeah. segment. Which but was, did you know? Did you know that they were gonna go there? Oh yeah. But did you know they'd go that far? Hmm. I was willing to be surprised. And I, was surprised. I didn't even know that Ralph was gonna go that <laughs> <Yeah>. far. <so laughs> I don't think he knew. No. So, like, what was your reaction like when you saw the video on the Facebook page, or when uh, when you finally got the footage, or when you got the phone call? Oh yeah, this is what we said. This is what happened. Uh, I was laughing, you know, just pretty nervous, but excited for the, you know, the event. All right. So, uh, of course, your second trip here. Last year, you were also here, but you were visiting family at the time. Yes. Right? And uh, you told us right before we start, uh, started recording that your family's based in Lukban, Quezon. Uh-huh. Which is so far from Very. civilization. That, that's such a cool thing to say, though. It's not like they're an uncivilized province. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It is three hours away, minimum, without traffic. Yeah, without traffic. It's far as fuck, dude. So like, now you live. Uh, you live in the Paranaque area, right? Or Las Pinas. Las Pinas. I, I get City these. Of pineapple. I get these I like, south, yeah, southern pineapple. cities mixed up. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> Are you saying they look the same? No, I, I, uh, to me, uh, after you get past Alabang, it's bizarre world. So like, whatever. It, it, it all just blends together. And this is coming from someone who used to live in Paranaque, so. Oh, well. Right, so, okay. Uh, what's the biggest difference from last year when you were with your relatives in Lukban as opposed to right now uh, that you're staying in Las Piñas? Uh, transportation. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just everything's easier this time around. I'm adjusted better. You got a girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, more, I'm more comfortable this time, you know? Would you say that you're uh, like more well-adjusted right now in terms of, say, you know, uh, being able to get around, not looking like a lost puppy? Yep. Lost I was, I'm still puppy. a lost puppy without <laughs> Nina, but I kind of know my way around. So sure. what, what's a day like for you now, now that you're staying uh, in Manila for you know, the last couple of weeks? Manila-ish. Couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's a day like for you? Today, wake up, eat, and go to the gym. Or, and then, yeah. Watch wrestling with my 
Nina again. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, every second, I guess. You, well, you know, I've, I've actually seen some of both of your Instagram stories. Oh, the no. way you eat, dude. Uh, I'm surprised. I didn't think you'd put out that much food. Like I you, eat a lot. You you put down like a whole Domino's pizza. Domino's. It sponsored. That, that was not enough. That was not enough. Oh man. So how do, how do you have abs again? Working out. Do, do you <laughs> yeah. not do you not watch BTE? That's how that's how Nick Aldis uh-huh. gets his look. Damn. Eating like a man. Like a man. You know, like I know a lot of people who uh, who look at Kodo and then they feel guilty about eating. Yes. But it's like, no, guys, eat because. But he work out. Like, <laughs> at home, like my mom and I stress every single day because, like a three, what what is three days worth of like our meal, is um, like <laughs> or our ulam yeah. is like one sitting when Kodo's around. So it's like all Have you had Korean barbecue here yet? Not here, but in the States all the time. Okay. Let's work on that. Yes. Let's work on that. <laughs> I want I wanna take this man to KBBQ. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's get some Lance Korean barbecue Stan. in that belly. Lance Stan Ong. <laughs> KBBQ. Let's do this. And karaoke. Okay, if you want yeah, to do that back we'll, to back, I yeah, guess. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll make sure that happens before you fly out of here. You have another what another month here? Yes. Another month left? To September first. Alright, wonderful. Wow, that's that's a lot of time. It's a long trip. Yep. That's a long time away from it's your. Not enough. <laughs> not enough for you. Yeah, but I was gonna say, you. I was gonna say, like you're you're spending a lot of time away from everything else. Yeah. Well, from from what you call home and from your home promotion. Yeah. And, yeah. and guy cool. Guy cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I'm just trying to shift gears into wrestling talk over sure. there. Mm-hmm. So it's like. So I know that you're predominantly in the tag team with him. And what's it like? Like coming from coming from that into you know main eventing singles a oh, single yeah. show here. Uh, tag team for me it's easier because it's a teamwork. Yeah. But I'm learning like things every time I wrestle with him. Yeah. With other guys and stuff uh, and promos because he's very good at promos and I'm not. And he's the I'm, he's the talker he's and the then talker. you're I'm you're the, the silent Bob. Silent guy, <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. And do stuff in the ring. So, uh, you, um, what, what's the official name of the promotion? Because Santino Brothers is the wrestling school, right? Uh-huh, or is that also the name of the promotion? That is also the name of the promotion. Okay. So, and do you guys hold shows every month as well, kind of like we do here on PWR? Or how, how often do you guys perform? Yeah, about a month or so. But we haven't had a show in like two months. They recently canceled their last show in Papillona. Have another one in September or... Or October, mm-hmm. yeah, October. Later, later in the year. Yeah, yeah. All right. And, I, uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, go, 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 go. No, because I was going to ask about uh, how you got into Santino Brothers in the first place. Because oh. uh, you know, we, uh, we might as well start at the beginning, as uh, they say in Jessica Jones. Like, right. how did Aww. you how did you get into uh, the wrestling business in the first place? Uh, after high school, I was kind of like, you know, I was just bored. I uh, looked up wrestling school, and I found it right away. But... I was intimidated because, you know, my size, I I knew I couldn't be like the WWE guys, which was like bigger. bigger six, yeah, like yeah. six foot minimum. Yeah. Got to be 250 somewhere about there. So, like, I took on, like, boxing and other sports to, like, kind of, like, you know, get better and more fit. And to have once, a base. To have a base, yeah, 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 yeah. And then study indie wrestling and stuff. And once I was ready, with, I was, like, three more years later saved up money and then 
I signed up. So you never went to college? No, I went to college for t- two years for art. Okay, oh. uh, what, what was your specific degree or your, your major? I was just art. I, was in, I didn't know what I was going for, but I just wanted art. So it's like you had your general subjects and then drawing yeah. and all of those things. Ooh. So for the people Artist. who know your, uh, who don't know your family background, your mom is Pinoy and your dad is Japanese. Is that yes. right? Yes, that's okay. right. So that's a very Asian uh, background and you're living in the U.S. So um, having that, how were you able to convince your family that you, uh, you know, that I wanted to do this, I, uh, I can't really finish school because I want to pursue this dream of being a wrestler? How is it okay for them to support you? Or did they initially support you? Uh, no, I, did just, I just went for it. I didn't ask anybody if I should or not. I just felt like I wanted to, so I did it. Like, fuck it, just yeah. do it. Was there any resistance from them? No. <laughs> I kind of hid it away for a little bit, just like I didn't want them to tell me anything because when I was doing tattooing, they were kind of looking down on it, uh-huh. and Ooh. I didn't want the same thing because I know I wanted to follow my heart, and yeah. So how, uh, what was their reaction when you, uh, let's say you came home from your first show or when they fi- finally found out that, oh yeah, you know, our, our son is a wrestler? <laughs> they were pretty surprised, but they weren't like uh, looking down on it. They were kind of supportive. Like were you the type of kid who would spend your, uh, your Saturday nights or your Monday nights and, t- and, and Tuesday nights watching WWE <laughs> on TV in front of your whole family? Was that, was that you? Yeah, that was me. I uh, started watching wrestling when I came to the U.S. and that's all I did because I didn't speak in- that much English. And that's how I learned by watching wrestling. Oh wow! It's not it's not that different from Kevin Owens' experience because yeah. he also learned English through wrestling. Through right. Wrestling, yeah. So like, what were the first phrases you recall that really helped you understand <laughs> the language better? I remember it was uh, Kurt Angle. His catchphrase is "True, it's damn true," or something like yeah. that. And yeah. it's true, it's damn true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. So who were your early favorites growing up? Were you instantly attracted to, to the cruiserweights because they were similar to your size or to the Asian wrestlers? Or was there someone else who really caught your eye and you wanted to emulate? Uh, for me, it was mainly Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. Kurt Angle because he can do everything and he was like... Uh, yeah, All around. Yeah. yeah, He was doing everything at the time. So uh, Rey Mysterio, obviously an inspiration for you. But um, why was there that hesitation? Because like, if we're going to trace your timeline, um, you've been training since when? 2014, 2015? Is that right? Oh, wrestling? Yeah, wrestling yeah. yeah, I started training 2016. Okay, 2016. 2016 so by and, that time, the yeah. Cruiserweight Classic had already happened, right? Uh-huh. So why did you feel like there was still that, um, that glass ceiling for someone of your size to break, it, uh, to break into a place like, say, WWE? Uh, just my experience. I wasn't athletic at all in high school or anything. Were you a chubby kid? No, I was just a scrawny, skinny okay. kid. I was not okay. athletic at all. Okay. You never played any sports? No, I was the last pick of any oh. <laughs> sports in high school or any school. Like it was Because okay. like, if you were a chubby kid and then you, you got the, your f- current physical stature, I'd just be like, damn it, there's hope. There is, there is hope. <laughs> okay, so uh, you wanted to save up money. And you wanted to uh, get to a place where your body would be ready to get into wrestling, right? Yeah. So, um, how much money did you feel you had to save? Or, like, how much money was the initial uh, down payment for, like, wrestling? Yeah, school? the initial cash out for yeah. Santino Bros. I believe it was uh, about 500. 500 US. Yeah. 500 US up front for. Yeah. Is that a year? No, it's per. Uh, what was it? 
for beginner course. For the whole beginner course until the yeah, f- yeah, beginner course, intermediate, advanced, and uh, semi-pro. Oh, so, so how how, how, how long, long was, was the beginner that? course? What's the, yeah. yeah. Uh, if I could remember, it was like two months or three months. Three months to get you there. Well, Santino Bros is like there are people who have come out of that system. And you never asked money from your parents. No, I did it all on my own. All right. Um, so what jobs do you take on? Because you mentioned tattooing. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if you've seen Koto Hero in real life, he his <laughs> legs are actually pretty inked up. Um, he's got one on his. He's got one in his, uh-huh. on yeah. his armpit, armpit. Which I still don't know how how you could actually do that. So how uh, was tattooing <laughs> your gig? Is that how you were making your money, or did you have other side jobs? Uh, the first before I was I thought about wrestling, I was doing tattooing because art was my passion as well. Yeah, and I was making money, but. The shop I was working for closed down, so okay. you know, after that it was downfall from there, and I didn't like being tattoo artist anymore. So, so you haven't been tattooing full time? No, I only tattoo my friends or people I want. So you have your own little equipment at home, and you know you just have people come over and uh, sit down in your chair or something. Yeah, that's how I like doing, like just okay. calm and in a more private set. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what what other jobs did you end up having to do? To you know, because five hundred dollars is, is, yeah, is yeah. no joke. Yeah. yeah. On right? top of living expense, and uh-huh. you gotta eat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, first, I worked at a bunch of restaurants like Goldilocks. Okay. Oh. Okay. Right. okay. Hey. Gary's Girl. Okay. And so you were busting tables. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably the worst thing. Why? What, what about it? Because like, because um, American service industry is not fun, dude. No. I don't think any service industry is fun, Camus. But like, uh, hey, no, coming coming from the local the local service industry, having three years of experience there, it's a lot less grueling here than it is there. So, how many That's hours do you work in a day, for example? Uh, eight hours a day. Uh, so full time. Six, yeah. six days a week. Full. Yeah, that's a full time. That's a full time yeah. gig. It's pretty interesting that you found yourself working at Filipino places like Goldilocks yeah, and I, Jerry's Grill. I hated Filipino food for the longest time. <laughs> and now I'm here. Because you're going to get sick of it. Yeah. And Jerry's Grill over there is not the same as Jerry's no, Grill no. over here, dude. No. It like, just has to be said. By the comparison, you, you've tried the difference between Jerry's here and Jerry's there? No. Not yet. No. He, he passes don't, by no, when he sees one. He's don't. like, ah, oh, freaking hate that place. I can attest to this. It's not the same. All right. It's not the same. Okay. So you saved up for the five hundred, uh, the five hundred US dollars. You go in and you start training. What was the biggest uh, thing you had to overcome when you were starting out, mm. or the biggest obstacle for you? Was it physical? Was it mental? Emotional? Mm, emotional, I was okay. Mentally, I was prepared, but it was the flip bumps that I could not get down at all. It's like I could do everything because I, I was athletic enough, yeah. but the flip bumps is tricky. I was going to say, it doesn't show anymore. Oh, thank you. It doesn't show. <laughs> I, it's like... I worked my butt off to get better. Okay. Um, I want to ask, who was your trainer at the very start? The very start, it was Joey Chaos okay. and uh, Robbie Phoenix, okay. two of the head trainers. And uh, at the time, mainly was uh, Famous B from Lucha Underground. Yeah. Yo! Yeah. yeah, so he was my trainer. Yeah. That's so, cool. Uh, so, so have you dialed the number? Four, two, three, get famous. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. No, it's just because um, when when you do your research, like when our listeners do their research about Santino Bros and the alumni and the system that they have there, there are a lot of bigger names that do come through that school. Yep. Have you interacted with these bigger names? Yeah, we uh, roll around in the ring together and yeah, we just 
Yeah. So, like, which names? Which names have you come across? Like, which names have you ended up working with? Either who have you touched gloves with? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Recently, I remember touching uh, gloves with uh, Yoshitatsu. Okay. Oh. But he's just like you know, just he's just passing past, through. Passing through and yeah. Because I know that you have you actually have one story that I want to get to like at the end of this podcast oh. about a certain Japanese hero of mine. Oh, okay. No, which uh, we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that Ronda Rousey also trained at Santino Brothers, right? Yeah. Uh, did you ever Ooh. get to interact with her or cross paths with her at least? Is this no. breaking? Is this breaking? Because like I don't think anyone's broken that out. No. Is it public knowledge? Is it public knowledge? Yeah, it's it's not. Everybody okay. Knows. Yeah. All right. All right. Everyone so, sort of knows, but yeah. okay. So yeah. you never you never got to interact with her. You never saw her in person. No, they had a like a private uh, session. They closed the place now. Yeah, and oh, usually right. on certain days, Brian Kendricks teaches, and I think he teaches uh, Rousey. Yeah, because he's done the same for Eva Marie, if I yes, recall correctly, yeah, right? Back yeah. when she was starting out uh, around the time Total Divas was happening. All right, so um, you're, you're, you're training for wrestling. This is sometime in 2016, and um, you told us off the air that you came across a feature on PWR in the U.S. Uh-huh. on, on yeah. TV. So that was GMA, right? I believe so. It was yeah. a commercial. It was one of those, um, I think, one of those first docus that we got booked for. Yeah, yeah. With, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's JD Panzer and Ken, Ken Warren. Right? Yeah. And then so you see are, these guys. You see yeah. these guys, and then it's like, ooh. Was there ever that, um, like, 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 you look at them, and obviously they don't look like you, right? Oh. Um, and, and they don't. What look are you? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> no, 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 they, no. They don't look like WWE superstars. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, did you ever have that chip on your shoulder? Oh, you know, I, I can do better than them. No. Or I can kick their asses. There was none of that for you. No, I was just happy that, that there was wrestling in the Philippines, and they looked like guys in the Indies, so that's fine. Did, uh, had you ever come to the Philippines before then? When I was uh, very young, maybe like eight years old. So, as an adult, you don't really have any memories prior to the 2017 trip. Mm, very few, and then that's so. So you see the feature, and uh, w- what was next? Like, did that motivate you to like reach out to PWR? Did you, uh, did you set a goal to get booked at a PWR show? Did you know that there were other promotions in the Philippines at the time? No, I just knew PWR, and I just went for it and wanted to get booked there and plan my trip. Who'd you who'd you contact? Yeah, who was your first? Who was your first touch point? Yeah, at first it was the email for PWR and the Facebook message. But that, that was there was no response. No one replied. No. Oh, Kotohiro got no soul. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know how it looks. It's like, oh, hey, I want to get booked. Okay. Yeah, a lot you. of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah, get yeah. a lot of messages like that. Yeah, I get that people. a lot. Yeah. So I just messaged uh, Panzer on Instagram because I seen him. Okay. And he told me he's, to... He's talking his, his, gym, well, his gym photos. Yeah, yeah, he was very... Or he saw, oh, you know, Chris Panzer's the one who's closest to me in my figure. Yeah. <laughs> he has abs! Kindred spirits! <laughs> yeah, and then he told me to uh, contact JDL, which I did, and we just talked, and here I am. How easy was it to, um, you know, first make that connection with JDL and then eventually get booked onto the show? Like, uh, how, how much time was there? Were you already booked... For the Philippines at the time, or did you book your flight after you'd been booked for PWR? Yeah, I uh, booked my flight after the PWR. Ooh, so you got so the whole trip was just like I'm gonna wrestle and then I'm gonna visit family. Family, quote unquote. Oh, but, you know, the only way to get there and be realistically like comfortable, yeah, was to uh, visit family. Okay, 
So uh, at the time, were you already working an, a side job aside from training in Santino Brothers, or uh, were you wrestling regularly uh, by, by back then? Yeah, I was regu- uh, wrestling regularly. Like once a week? Uh, once a week on a slow days, uh, twice a week. Oh, okay. So which is which is steady which is steady yeah. work for California. Yeah, because I was gonna ask, was it hard for you to save up for for that trip, right? Uh First time. No, because I had already saved up money prior to my wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, within that, like I was building. You had a foundation to yeah. start from. Yeah, you had savings. Save your money, guys. Save yeah, your money. Yeah. Financial management is important, yep. especially in this industry. You want to say He's something? Really good at saving. So. <laughs> yeah, don't just I'm get your paycheck and then spend it all in one place. <laughs> <laughs> one tattoo. <laughs> Right. Okay, so let's go back to Koro and that 2017 trip. So you get booked for Mainit, which was sobrang init. Oh, no AC. <laughs> no, no, wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it? That was um, Mainit. It wasn't, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't oh, Mainit. It was a respa. 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 My bad, my bad. But, you know, respa at Photon, yung tunay na mainit. Yeah, but that's, because that's what we, we started calling was it really after. Ma-init. Right, right, right. Alright, so. It was a good thing that you were on, like, the early portion of the card. I just had to say. You came into the showroom. Uh, it was an auto showroom. What was your impression of, of PWR? <laughs> like, what were your expectations? Yeah, and then when yeah. you entered that venue, what went through your mind? Um, I was still happy, to be honest. I was... I didn't... Like, like, Zero expectations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because in, in America, you know, you were <laughs> you kind of worse yeah. place, you know, with no AC and... You're working, you're working in a bar. What's the shittiest <laughs> place you've wrestled in in the U.S.? Uh, boxing gym or... Yeah, boxing gym probably. How about the shittiest locker room you've been in? Eesh. Outdoor ones. Oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, but <laughs> at least it was like an outhouse for you to piss at, right? Mm, no. no. So <laughs> where? Like, okay, so let's say if it, let's say it was an outdoor locker room. I'm, I'm trying to get some. Yeah, where, go, go, where go, do you guys go, go, piss go, 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 at? We had to find a restroom. Oh, yeah. that's fair. Because like yeah. the, the shittiest locker room we had in PWR was a, was a tiny ass closet. Like imagine Harry Potter's bedroom. Oh. Right, and if you had to piss, you would piss in a Gatorade bottle. So oh these Gatorade, I remember those days. These what? Gatorade bottles would come in filled with Gatorade, right? Like pink, orange, <laughs> blue. No, and then by the end, everything was yellow. Hey, but to be honest, that was mostly just because we hadn't figured out the logistics of, yeah, of yeah. Cinema Square at the time. That was OG PWR. Uh, right, right. Like, our locker room was, was really, really small. I mean, like, not to throw so much shade at Makati Cinema Square. Cause, like, it's improved. Place, it's improved. That place did uh, give birth to a lot of memories for PWR and, and MWF, MWF, right? Philippine wrestling as a whole. But, you know, I'm, I'm just letting you know. And, that. like, one other promotion if you want to contact them. <laughs> uh, no, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so uh, you, you come into Photon. You're like, oh, wow, this is great. Uh there's a wrestling promotion in the Philippines. They're There's wrestling. air conditioning for the first at an auto showroom, <laughs> and then it stopped working. God damn! What was your impression of the guys when you walked in? Because everybody was like excited to meet you, right? Yeah, shake your hand, all that stuff. Yeah, they were very uh, welcoming. I appreciated that, and yeah, enjoy the locker room. Your match uh, during that show was against Ken Warren. Yes. And uh, what was... did you think of Ken Warren before the match and then afterward? <laughs> he was very nice and humble, and yeah. It was after, that match actually came after one of the longest promos, promos in PWR oh, with, uh, Yolo. Yolo. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Yeah, I was just yeah. <laughs> no, no, you were you were what? <laughs> you you were? I was just you know just sitting there. It's like <laughs> when am I up? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sweating, and I'm ready to go. 
Yeah, because like God, I remember like the stretch, the stretch before we got to that stretch of the show was so brutal just because of the heat. Yeah. God. For those of you who don't know, there's a whole episode about it. Check the back catalog of our Spotify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for that one. Of, of the uh, Spotify playlist featuring the SGP Because it's there. I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, you wrestled the show and then after the fact, uh, did you hang out with the guys? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, That was the one where we went to Cable Car. Oh, yeah, you oh, were there. Yeah, 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 I was there. Yeah, we went to Cable Car. Yeah, we went to Cable, yeah, we went car, to cable after. car after the... Yeah, you weren't there for that My show. My grounded days. Your grounded yeah. days. Like the the whole thing was. Um, <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. We're gonna get to that. But but the story, the the way the story goes is that um, because Photon is on Pasong Tomo Extension, we didn't have a spot like just a, a usual spot where we'd go. And one of my young boys, Noel, sup Noel, I love him, love Noel, was like, hey guys, you know, cable cars. Just down the street on Pasay, and then we're like, "Yeah, sure, everyone knows where it is." And then, when we get there, when we get there, you were already there by the time like we we were done packing up. I try and buy you a beer. I don't and drink. To, and to my face, you said you don't drink. I'm just like, "God damn, <laughs> you're sexy and you don't drink. You're straight edge." God. Straight edge. See why, guys? <laughs> so everyone who's trying to get abs like him. That's the answer. <laughs> Are you straight edge because of CM Punk, or was it? Was uh, there another decision in life that you know uh, pushed you towards that? I was. I've always been drug free, and I discovered straight edge in high school. But what pushed me to be more proud of it was CM Punk. Okay, okay. I, I think that's a very logical progression. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like it's like you find wrestling, and then it's like, wait, that guy. Yeah, like I, I can Yeah, when he debuted in ECW, that was like, oh man. That's my shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, how hard was it for you, Shepard, being in the wrestling industry and then growing up, uh, you know, growing up in California where it's more liberal, right? Uh, being around all your friends, all your peers, and then trying to stick to your straight edge uh, um, lifestyle. Uh, it wasn't hard because I, I don't give in to temptation, temptations, but I supported all my friends that that did all of those things. Cause my beliefs is my beliefs and theirs is theirs. And you respect that. I respect it. And yeah. I'll be happy to be a designated driver. Always. Always. <laughs> Always and forever. And yeah, I just hang out with them and they drink. There's no problem there. Okay. What is the most extreme story about, you know, being that designated driver that mm-hmm. has ever happened to you? Because we've touched on it a bit, like, outside of this podcast that I don't think everyone... Like, we never put it on record What's gone down when you've been designated driver in places like Mexico? <laughs> oh, uh, <what laughs> if you want to talk about that, make sure your friends don't listen to this. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, you, we can restrain it to you know north of like yeah, we'll California never see this dude again. Like, yeah, like yeah. how bad? How bad have your friends gotten that you've had to keep them in check? Mm, strip clubs in Mexico is very cheap. Okay, because like on the border at Tijuana, or Mexicali, or Mexicali, it gets really. Hold up, well, let yeah. me finish the stri- uh, the strip club story. Yeah. So strip clubs are cheap in Mexico, and then and then you know just hanged out. Okay, because you, you can you know you know how Eddie Guerrero used to cross the border yes. regularly. Yes, it, those th- stories. Does the story end in a uh, similar fashion to say the Hangover. Oh, okay. Well, no, it wasn't that bad. We just. We had no one got a Mike Tyson tattoo no, on your no, face. No, 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 no. Right? We just went home right away and drove home because we wanted to sleep. Okay. 
So, okay, let's uh, go back to your trip last year. Uh, you had two, uh, two matches. You had one with Ken Warren. You had one with Sandata. You come back to the States, right, with this experience in uh, PWR. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from your, your first trip here? Like, were there any lessons that you were able to instantly incorporate into your training or into your future right. matches? Yeah, just uh, communicating and stuff better. Um, definitely my cardio got better because the altitude is different. Okay. And the heat. Yeah. So, I got more fit in a way. And I was more prepared to, like, be more comfortable around other people. Okay. In the time since, uh, your first trip and your trip right now, you've wrestled in different places. Uh, we mentioned Mexico. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you wrestled for CMLL? It was the CMLL arena. Uh-huh. Yeah. CML, CMLL's now owned yeah, arena. Arena they, Mexico. Because okay. they own Arena Mexico yeah. now. But the promotion was, or the event was, uh, Dragon Mania. All right. Run by... Ultimo Dragon. Yes. How how is that experience? Did you get to meet Ultimo Dragon? Uh yes, I did. It was very uh, intimidating, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, that was, was a pretty stock card. I have to admit. Very, I have to yeah. admit. When I saw when I saw that, I was like, ooh, ooh, Koto. <laughs> yeah. You you with you with some big I, Mexican. I was very nervous yeah. the entire trip. Uh, the crowd was about sixteen thousand people. Yeah. At Dragon Mania, at that show, you uh, were part of a six-man match. Yes. And uh, would you say that that experience was the biggest crowd you've wrestled in or the biggest arena you've wrestled in? Yeah, it was the biggest uh, crowd and event I wrestled in. It, it was yeah. very nerve-wracking. Because Arena Mexico, when you get there, that's like, that is Mexico's Tokyo Dome. Yeah, it's sure. like the oldest uh, arena in Mexico. Yeah. So how was that experience like as someone who idolized someone like Rey Mysterio, who probably has wrestled Who there has main evented that place. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then now you're there as Koto Hero, and you're living your dream in front of all these fans. Yeah. What was, what was running through your mind? It was a lot of things. Um, I know there are people in the world that die without wrestling in that arena, and I was very honored. I was very nervous. I just... I couldn't... Keep going. I don't know. I just had a lot in my mind. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about just how you got booked on that show because I remember we talked about this a bit. You said that you were chosen for that one. It wasn't like, it wasn't like um you just somebody found you, but they they actually sought you out for this one. Yeah, I was chosen by uh, my trainer in Inoki Dojo, where I also train at. Okay, so you worked two dojos. The, yeah, yeah, I remember this. The uh-huh. Inoki, the Inoki, quote unquote dojo. Yeah. Which is not... It's not the one that Shibata's running. No, that's the New Japan. That's the New Japan dojo. Just for clarification. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, I want to ask about Ultimo Dragon. Uh, did you... Um, okay, so this is a Filipino <laughs> thing. Okay. Uh, it's a Filipino <laughs> thing to always find like something in common with someone. Like a connection. Or like, oh, you're from California? Kilala mo ba si ganito? Like, do you know this person? Or do you know ah, that yeah, person? Yeah. Right? right? It, it's so shallow. But it's a very Pinoy thing. Yeah. I don't know why. But did you try to reach out to Ultimo Dragon? Oh, hey, I'm Japanese too. Like was there some <laughs> or some shit? No, Whoa. I didn't. I tried to not interact with him as much because he was he looked very busy. Because sure. he, he was running this he, shit. He's not. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not just on the card. Yeah, but like JDL is uh, normally the guy who runs the PWR yeah, shows, yeah. but he always makes makes time right to like yeah, talk yeah. to people. Uh, he's he's very cordial, jovial. If you catch him at the right time, right, even. Right. Yeah, right? But this good. arena, Mexico, man. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. This ain't so, this ain't your local yeah, independent fan. Yeah. 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 And also Ultimate Dragon, like I, it's fucking legend. Yeah. Speaking of legends, you legend. have also come in t- 
to contact with one. Is it? <sighs> yeah, is yeah. It? You, know, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going with this. One of my Tyler heroes. Liger? Yes! yes! God damn it. What's it like being around him? He was awesome. Okay, this is... Let, let's, let's tell that story. story. Okay. That's, that's a good story because I know you can tell this one. <laughs> we, we had a show. I forgot the date. But it okay. was for LWP, right? Okay. Uh, What's LWP? Lucha Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Okay. Yeah. The, and then my trainer... Which, wanted, which one? Which one? Uh, Drango. Okay. Which is where I train at Inoki Dojo. Yeah. He wanted uh, somebody to pick up Liger at the airport. And me and Jay Baker, which is my yeah. friend, yeah. Uh, volunteered to go. We dress up all nice and yeah. with, the, the <laughs> with suits. suits. Nice. Yeah. And we went to the airport and I have the sign with his real name, which I can't say. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fine, that's fine. And I see one Japanese guy, but I don't know, like... If it's him. If it was him. Why, did he have long hair? No, he... No, he's, he's bald. <laughs> he's bald. Oh, he's shit, bald. Yeah. okay. I mean, it, so, it's, it's common knowledge for... Yeah, but he's bald. So I'm just standing there looking professional. And <laughs> 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 trying not to look like a derp. Yeah, trying not to look like a mark or anything. But when I saw him, I was trying to, like, put my sign where he can see it. But I don't think he saw me, but he was, like, walking around. I think he was looking for his luggage. And then once he got it, uh, he came to me and, like, introduced himself. And I tried to get his bag, which is huge, yeah. by the way, which probably has all his stuff. Because he travels, he travels heavy. Yeah, yeah no yeah. shit. He travels I, heavy. I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, he usually has a young boy carrying No, his there was no young boy. He was but not himself. this time. But not was, this time. I was a young boy. Yeah. yeah. And I offered to carry the bag, which he refused. Whoa. And no one touches his bag. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we... Get I, your filthy hands <laughs> off my bag. Jabroni. No, no, no. Because, like, cause it, you know, New Japan stories are, like, you, all of the senior guys have, have like, young boy yeah. carrying their shit for them constantly on the tours. So, ooh, insights yeah. into... And then I Ooh. walked into the car. Yeah. Acting like a security guard, you know, just pushing people away. Like, yeah. <laughs> did people recognize him without the mask? No, no, no. Yeah. I was just like, just, don't get just, close. Don't, yeah. Because. This is my dude. This, yeah, I respect him, so. Okay. I'll punch somebody. And then. I, <laughs> I respect this dude, so I'm going to punch somebody. <laughs> if, if, you, if you make me. <laughs> so we walk up to the, my friend's car, which was like, you know, a Toyota. Right. And then. Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Put the stuff in the, the trunk. We drove to his hotel. Oh, but first, we drove to Carl's Jr. to get food. And he <laughs> ordered a, a big burger. Right? I forgot yeah. which burger it was. But I offered to pay. Yeah. And he said thank you. He was like, oh, big burger, big burger, <laughs> and big drink. Yeah. And he was really happy about it for some reason. And then He's a fast food guy. <laughs> He's a fast food. And you guys were in your suits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, we dropped him off at the uh, hotel, yeah. which is right by the airport, and Jay walked him to the, ho- uh, the room. And, yeah, that was it. Did you and ever then, ask him questions about wrestling or try no, to uh, pick his brain? I tried to <laughs> just shut up the entire time. Okay. Like, <laughs> didn't want to give away that I was a wrestler or a fan or any sort. <laughs> All right, so now you're in the same club as Nintendo, because I got to tell you this story. Oh, I heard. Okay, so you know okay, the story. He knows this, he knows this. Literally, yeah, but, yeah. Okay, so for the benefit of the listeners of the podcast who may have missed out on this story, a couple of years ago when WWE was here in Manila, uh, Xavier Woods came, uh, came in and looked for people to play video games with. So it somebody, Tekken. it was Tekken. He was looking for because it was okay. it just dropped. Okay, it just dropped at the time. So some of our friends from Playbook were able to find a way to get Xavier on t- uh, in, in Playbook at Circuit Makati. 
right? The same uh, the same mall where we wrestled where, for, yeah, for the Power Mac shows. Yeah. Yeah. So Xavier Woods is there. Nintendo is also there. Nintendo and Xavier Woods play Tekken against one another. Nintendo gets his ass kicked like a jabroni. <laughs> and then Nintendo is one of the guys who volunteers to escort Xavier Woods back to the hotel. Where, awesome. uh, right next to the halfway arena. Or, uh, halfway across town. The city. Yeah, so they'd yeah. spend an hour together in the car. Not once does he mention he's a wrestler. Not one question about wrestling whatsoever. Nothing. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, so Vin, if you're listening to this. Super Vin, if you're listening I to this. I wish you'd asked a question. Which is why like, I, I wanted to know if you'd also asked Jushin Thunder Liger a question. But I guess uh, you and Nintendo were in the same club. Yeah, but if it was Xavier Woods, I think I would have been more... Because this, this is, again, this is... Thunder Liger. Yeah, but look, if, if you and Ric He's Flair... 50. If you and Ric Flair shared a car ride together, would you not ask him a wrestling-related question? I, I, I think I, think I would. I, I would. would. <laughs> no, okay. My, my thing with... Okay, I understand where he's coming from, but you, you guys were booked on the same show? Yes. Which was Did, very, uh, you know... I could get into that later. Okay. That's, that's no, right. we can get into let's it now. Get into okay, it now. Let's get into it now. So... <laughs> we so at the show... <laughs> we arrived first, you know, just to help out. Yeah. And I got dressed... Yeah, uh, you get your tights on, you get yeah. the mask on, and then I uh, I saw Liger walk in. Yeah, and I introduced myself. Yeah, took off my mask and introduced myself. He's like, "Oh, hello, hello! Thank you for everything uh, yesterday. Thank you for Cross Junior." <laughs> yeah, and you know it was it was like Star Trek. Yeah, so yeah, and my gear it's like red and white. Yeah, kind of like kind of like his. But I didn't like pur- purposely do that. But it was just like it was quite being next though. to him. Like it's kind of like oh. Looks like I'm copying him, but <laughs> it was it was pretty fun because like he re- recognized me and yeah yeah. Oh, damn, that's cool. It was such an honor. See, so he did get the wrestling thing in. I guess, yeah. In yeah. a sense, yeah. in a way, in a way. Um, what what other uh, big names have you encountered as you've been wrestling in the indie circuit over was, in the, the, over on the West Coast? Uh, there was a lot. Like I done a lot of seminars with Rocky Romero, Rocky, Tommaso Ciampa. Right. When he was still doing that, that vile creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's a very cool guy. Um, also, Chris Hero, Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono yeah. now, yeah. And when he was doing those. Yeah. And then uh, recently, Ricky Steamboat. Nice. So you see all these names. Uh, do you remember the biggest takeaways you've learned from these guys? Mm, yeah, just about just life and wrestling in general, just being a good person. Is there any anecdote from these guys or any lesson that they've shared that really uh, spoke to you or really struck you? Like, ah, you know what? Um, this lesson from, say, no. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat really means a lot to me. It was actually Tommaso Ciampa that really stuck me, like, the most. Yeah. That monster. Hey, hey. He, he's a monster <laughs> in character, but he's a suicide survivor in real life. Yeah. Like, what he told me was, uh, don't let wrestling ruin your life but you can let life ruin wrestling but yeah is there like a, is there an anecdote uh, connected to that or was there something that happened to you that made you relate to that tip somewhat like I let things ru- ruin my passion because of my life in the past mm-hmm. you let things get in the way yeah but now I make sure I don't let things wrestling in my life or vice versa was it something like uh, other people getting in the way or other people telling you that oh you can't do this or people trying to discourage you what was it that made you feel like okay these people or these events ruined my passion for this passion 
it's just the way people acted like negative around me and then drew me away from the passion and then parents telling me not to do certain things yeah yeah typical asian thing yeah yeah which i understand and i think everyone in this room is used to it <laughs> yeah. yeah especially <laughs> you has there been uh, has there been a time that, or, or have you gotten to a point where you already have haters people who go on your Facebook or people who go on your Twitter and tell you oh you <laughs> suck or, I don't think uh, I don't think after the like, after the last show I don't think he has any local haters uh, no, but like in the US <laughs> mm, no because I'm I think I'm a nice guy enough or you are a nice guy you don't you don't you don't have to say anything yeah you, you look are. like you can't hurt a fly yeah he can he can character though. too is like goody shoes <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the character because uh, when I first met you, you explained that Koto Hero is basically your name and the word hero because you're literally a hero. Yes, H I R O. H I R O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically a play on the word hero because yeah. you're a baby face character. Yes. So uh, what was the inspiration behind the character or from what did you draw the gimmick from? Um, I've always wanted to be a superhero when I was a kid. Kind of like know. our friend the Revel Ranger? <laughs> yes. Did you always want to be a masked wrestler though? I wanted to wear a I want to be a mass superhero. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know about wrestling until I came to the U.S. Okay, okay. So that's when I... You adopted it, that. Yeah, mixed okay. it together. <laughs> sure. Okay. And uh, how about the colors red and white? Like, why those colors? Was it because of the Japanese flag? Yes, it's, a, it's the red and white for the Japanese flag. Okay. But now I mix it up with the gold in there. And Is it, in yeah, because you, your tights are, like, really nice. Like, I'm, well, speaking, speaking from a wrestler standpoint... They're yes, wrestler stand. <laughs> hey, hey! Before it used to be pre, you know, yeah. preset with oh, aspiring wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it from the same guy that makes uh, uh, Kalisto's gear. Oh, and nice. the Lucha Underground guy's gear. And um, are they? Are they're, they're California based? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, we're, we're gonna it's talk off close. air. Oh, okay, okay. Talk <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna make something happen. Give me your sizes. We're gonna make something happen. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool. I need stretchy pants. <laughs> so, okay. So, have you? Has it ever crossed your mind for the Koto hero character to be a heel? Uh, yes. Yeah, I was. Uh, gonna, I was. Gonna, I was actually gonna ask that because your tag team partner comes across as a heel. Yeah, he's very, uh, you know, obnoxious and you know, annoying. I guess. How does that work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you like the straight man to him? Yeah. <laughs> In a way. But I get along with him. I'm, I'm I'm cool with him. You know, he's he's a nice guy in real life. Yeah. But yeah. but the character, character, yeah, the like, character, because the vignettes that you guys yeah, put out all the time. Like, very easy to hate, I guess. <laughs> Easier to hate it than me. Mm-hmm. But him adopting me makes him likable, I guess. Him acting this way to like make me adjust ah, because, to yeah, the American but, way. Yeah. He, because he's he's um, obnoxious, heelish, but because he loves you. Yeah. By association, he's sort of a face. Kind of yeah. like how well. it's kind of yeah. like how people grew to love Steve Francis when he took Yao Ming under his wing. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Again with the what Orientalism? Here. No, no, no! It's 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 an appropriate comparison. It's also an NBA analogy that I'm sure you'd have understood. I did. Uh, okay, so um, but going back, will no. it ever uh, appeal to you to work heel? Uh, yes. If I had. Um, Appropriate storyline or manager to make that happen. Oh, manager. All right. Uh, maybe you should sign this guy to MSG. 
Is that a thing already? Yeah, it is a we're, thing. We're already. branding it? We're branding yeah, yeah, it? Yeah, we're branding it. Okay. The Mr. C group of talents. Okay. Oh, I just have Nina as my That's, that's what I was going to say. That because this girl is a great heel. I started off heel. I, you still I, sort of are at times. Yeah, it's so hard to be famous. <laughs> like, I, I kept telling them, I was like, with the storyline that we did, oh my gosh. So yeah, it was hard. very polarizing. Yeah. yeah, like I think I was like tweener or something. Yeah. I didn't want to like. Well, you were. A you human. were. You were. You guys uh, were human. You guys were human. That's what right. you were. And you know, it's it's the shades of gray. Inherently that made... bad. That's <laughs> what I am. You know what I mean? It's more of the, the shades of gray made it compelling. Is what yeah. I was, right. how I would say it. Okay, let's let's talk about Nicole since we, we're already addressing her. Anyway. We're we're at this point. Then she's talking. Yeah. Uh, when... <laughs> I'll stand back now. How does Nicole come into your life? Because as we mentioned minutes ago. She wasn't there at all uh, no. yeah. in that one show that you wrestled. And um, the Eastwood show that you took part in weeks after, she wasn't there no. either. Right. So how does she come into your life? How do you end up becoming friends and then more than friends? Uh, you have to tell me your side. Okay, my side, my side. Uh, first, I read her article. On smarthenry.ph. Yeah, about her wrestling career and stuff. Yep. And I became like really interested and I admire her and respected her for what she done and keep going and then maybe I should do a smart article <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already fake I'm sorry <laughs> no, I mean I mean you know I, I knew that no 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 no, no I, I knew that I knew that it's just you're funny <laughs> you're right. funnier you're funnier than she makes you seem it's like every time that we catch okay just to just to contextualize every time we hang out with Nicole She's talking to you, mm-hmm. like FaceTiming. Oh, and then, yeah. like, oh been, here's Kamus, oh, here's that. And we're like, and we're like, hi, Koto. But then, like, the past few times before you came over, it's been like, oh, look, he's sleeping. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, it's and happened. Like, it's happened. It's like, we just see your sleeping. I don't want to be a big brother here. I don't want to catch him, like, oh, while no. he's sleeping, you know? But, but that's the thing. She's, long distance, you know? That's yeah. how it is, I guess. But, you know, it's like, I respect what you guys got going mm-hmm. on, but... It's cool, dude. Like, all right, so, yeah. so we're cool. We're cool. You, you reach out and you told her how <laughs> oh. you admired her and all that. Oh, I didn't tell her. Okay. I just, you know, just added her as a friend. Oh. Liked her tweets and Instagram posts and just stayed away. Taking notes. Just okay, and then, and then how did it progress <laughs> further from there? <laughs> I think I was like, that's my, my turn. Yeah, because I kept... You, were you the aggressive uh, one, Nicole? Yeah, because uh. I... Like, <laughs> I responded to her Twitter tweets and like you know say yeah try to be funny yeah get my attention you know I was like who the fuck <laughs> like I didn't you know I, I knew of him obviously and um I it's funny because the time I was grounded I was so jealous of everyone because I wanted to meet him he was like what wasn't he like one of the first like international, he was. He was he the was first. He was the first international dude. What about Billy Swade? Billy came after. No, him. no, Billy came before. Billy came before. Yeah. Billy came before. No, Billy's first run was before. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's right. Re- Rebel. Uh, yeah, okay, oh, no, 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 the February show. Yeah. He was the, the first show. one with that those abs. So. No. Why? Wait, what? So. It's funny because um, I kept telling Ralph, like, I was messaging Ralph during rest back. Uh-huh. Like, they were backstage and stuff. And I was like, what does it look like without the mask? Take a, take a photo. Like, freaking just ask for a so selfie you or something. him at and Ralph's so, expense. At I, Ralph's I, I, expense. I think we have to underscore the fact oh, that Ralph Ralph's was her accessory. Expense. That Ralph was her accessory. So, so, so not only... Did we go into the friend zone with this? You used him to get the Koto. I was literally like, 
fucking take a picture. And then he took a photo. See, this is why you're the real heel in the story. <laughs> he took, I knew it! He took a photo with him, but he had his mask on. I was like, no, you freaking idiot. That's not the point. <laughs> that's not how you talk to your friends. Yeah, that's how I That's not how you friends. treat your friends. Um, what a dick. Like, no, get one without a mask. And he was like, but I already took a photo. And he was like, just freaking ask for another one. And then so... Um, How did you get signal in that freaking locker room? I couldn't get signal. I don't know. But he Just, took another okay, one. Okay, he took fine. a photo uh, with him. But yeah. he doesn't, like... Koro doesn't smile in photos. Like, he just takes, like... I don't know, very, he makes funny faces and stuff. I, that's, so. a sm- that's my smile. No, that's not your smile. And then... Just because, uh, he just said because you me, have, like, you have fantasies Koto, of what his face... That's Koto smile. Hero smile. Yeah. So he sent it to me, and then, like, I was uh, with my friend at that time, and we were just, like, assessing the photo, and we're like, hmm, like, is he good-looking, is he not like, what's underneath the like, package? Like, super, like, Whoa. superficial and stuff, and then we're, like, looking at his height and everything, we're, like, completely, I don't know, <laughs> we're, like, trying to, yeah, observe you and stuff, and, yeah, in conclusion, I was crushing on him, but I mean, like... At the same time, who wasn't? Who wasn't? Like I was talking to. I was too. I was talking to all the girls like of PWR at that time, like girls from boot camp and stuff, and they were all. Everyone was drooling over him, like even the guys. Yeah. So it wasn't like like, it's not like I was was the only one, right? So it wasn't like a big deal type thing. It was like, oh yeah, he's pretty cute. So how did it end up? Nah, you know, you uh, were making your intentions known to Koto Hero because like. Uh, you know, you yourself also get a lot of attention among PWR people, like roster people, boot camp people. So how does that happen? Roster so, people. <laughs> so um, what happened was, well, yeah, we added each other on Facebook and and Twitter and stuff like that. But like, I didn't really care because he was. Didn't really care. No, I don't know. At the start. At the start. No, like he. Oh, sorry. He went back to California. Don't spill that tea. Don't spill that tea. <laughs> he went back to California. Well, she already is spilling that tea. Yeah, I'm spilling tea right now. But um, he went back to California, and uh, yeah, like, why should I care? He's like so far away, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but then I think, like, as the months like passed by, like, I started to notice like how much interaction he's been <laughs> having with me and it was very odd because I was like I was so confused I was like why is this guy like replying to my tweets with random gifs and <laughs> funny and, <laughs> and well you're a jiffer I'm a liking yeah. like all my non-wrestling related stuff your real life Instagram. stuff yeah like like my selfies and stuff he's always the first one to like everything always the first one to look at my stories and stuff so I was like okay I'm not that stupid you know but then here's the thing um he was cute and everything I mean that's like general knowledge but when I saw him like kind of coming onto me like I felt Mm. like okay like stop like don't me because someone who looks like this like, you would think that, oh, they're just <laughs> a fuckboy or something. Oh, whoa! <laughs> right? I whoa! Mean, you can't, your words. You can't your have words. these those abs and that face and not... Be a fuckboy? Yeah. So like, how, it's just how, not how possible. How did you is it, is overcome that, that stigma? Yeah. Like, how, how did you end up telling her, I'm not a fuckboy? So, I, I let it <laughs> Wait, I'm asking him this question. Okay. We're, we're, we're asking uh, him. You no, know, just be, be myself. Be nice, I guess. You know, just... <laughs> Pretty sure fuckboys don't talk like this either. So. No, I didn't know she thought I was a fuckboy. I was just 
I told you this. Later on. But, yeah. Um, but then I was the one who actually approached him. Yeah, she messaged first. me first. So she made the first move. Yeah, yeah. she was. Well, because like, he kept replying to my things, and it's like, okay, can we at least so have a proper conversation? So persistence is key. Is that is that your takeaway from all of this? Persistence is key, you guys. Men out key. there who like wanna, you know, like pursue like make sure girls. make sure you uh, make her like you enough for her to make the first move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Use gifs. No, yeah. I, no, because Use I mean, gifs. I think everyone can tell. Like, I'm very like I don't care. Like, I will always make you the first do move. You care and stuff though. Like. No, like I make the first move. Like, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, care about like yeah. that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, You're when a strong, I did. Independent woman. It's basically he, not Maria Clara, is what she's saying. Yeah, I'm not. Um, like, he was so persistent. Like, he didn't even sleep anymore, just, like, trying to ask me questions and trying to get to know me and stuff like that. So, at what so point do you okay. get to... Uh, the whole, Yeah, no, 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 the whole, okay, you know, let's get into a relationship, uh, it's okay, long distance, let's <laughs> try to make this work. Trying to make it work uh, to long distance is uh, it's hard, but for me, it's kind of easy because... Like with video calling, it's you know you get a couple hours in, and all I like I concentrate more on wrestling and gym and doing work. And then when you get home, it's just like like, uh, no. But how did you guys start? Like how did you get to that point where all right, I think we're ready to give this a try. I mean, um, as Ralph Imabayashi once famously said in the ring, you have shit taste in men. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I don't know about your history. So like, oh. um, I, I, mean, I, I don't know your baggage. Yeah. I have an idea about your baggage. So how did you come together and say, we're willing to set this aside and let's try to give this LDR thing a try? It took us like a couple days. <laughs> what? Right? Days? A couple days, right? <laughs> yeah. Like maybe one, one or two days. This modern love. Yeah, I know, right? We, we, My God. Yeah, we modern just love like, story. Just jumped into it, you know, say, that's uh-huh. it. Let's do it. Uh-huh. And okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fine. So like, and you did. <laughs> the thing is, like, like I mentioned earlier, he didn't sleep. Like, just trying to talk to me and stuff. So we got a lot in already. I mean, obviously not enough, but yes, they got a lot in. <laughs> You're uh, the like, one adding color to this. We got to know each other enough, like, to know, like, okay, this is like it's clicking, like, really, really well. Like, what you about? Right, Um, and then um, we had like our first call, like so we heard our voices for the first time and stuff like that, and then God, like yeah, and then he just. Do you have a journal where you keep these dates? No, I don't. (laughs) Okay, I don't. I'm I'm glad none of you had the ah tangina bosses kiki para sa or some shit. (laughs) No, no man. No, I was surprised because like. I thought I thought his accent was much worse. Like his Japanese accent was really not that bad. But what, um, what did you expect him to sound like Funaki? No, uh, no. He spoke English fine, like on chat. So it's like he uh, spoke English fine when he was here. Oh yeah, um, but he weren't here. Oh, yeah, that's there. So. Yeah, sorry. Thanks, family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was yeah. very, it was very <laughs> weird. Um, it was so strange. Like I was asking myself, like, what am I doing? But <laughs> we kind of went with it because we're like, if we had waited like that year to be together, like for example, if we had waited till now and then nayon palang kami mag. But you didn't know. I mean, like, like we kind of would have been lying to ourselves the whole time and stuff. So it's like, okay, why what not? is this fucking? <laughs> so dramatic. I yeah, love I it. mean it's dramatic, but like I it's, love it. How 
yeah, yeah, this is how we felt. This is romance in 2018. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, so you guys have been dating online for several months until you got in here. So, I uh, take us through the uh, the process or the experience of seeing each other, basically for the first, first time, time in the flesh. Uh, <laughs> I was very nervous, but I was excited uh, when I first saw her. Uh, Did was... you walk out of the airport with that BDE? Oh, what's, up, what's a BDE? Uh, big dick energy. Oh, I don't know. Damn it, was, was I, Did I? You were shy. Yeah, I was shy. And All like, right, so no BDE. Very awkward. And he's got a different kind of BDE. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, we just hugged and we... Uh, and then get was, in the it car. Was, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. And also, wasn't this also yeah, like an odd time? Yeah, it was. The, the it was like the... Like it was like long, at 3 in the morning yeah it was a long day cause like, yeah because you had a really shit flight I remember it was this. a bad flight cause it was like a stormy night whatever and then yeah. I ended up in Clark airport which is apparently very far from yep. Yep. wherever she was at and I was in the, the plane for like maybe an hour they wouldn't wait, let you off waiting to like oh, figure God. something out and then eventually they flew they actually flew back to the to Manila Manila, Manila. And it was so stressful. Yeah, like, like seeing him, like it was just I just wanna we wanted to go home. Like that's all like we had in life. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. It was like Clark? Where where's where that? The fuck so is stressful. <laughs> I t- yeah. So okay, so you guys are here, uh you've you have you have worked together and it's not uh what we saw at Wave the Champion is not the last we'll see of you guys together. Uh, in the ring, right? Because we're seeing you this weekend. Yeah, at HistoryCon. So uh, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about HistoryCon with MWF. Um, how did you get into contact with the folks over there? And um, you know, it. Uh, what, what are your expectations of the con experience? Hmm. Sorry, the convention experience. Convention. I, I, don't, I don't want that to come across negatively. <laughs> uh, I actually want like to check off the convention wrestling off my list. You know, that, that's yeah. kind of cool. I actually wanted to wrestle at APCC, but. Uh, circumstances being what they were. Yeah, but Nicole had contacts with uh, Tarek, which, which is uh, who's the in charge. senior consultant, senior analyst, analyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior yeah. analyst. So we were talking for a while, and then actually met him at the last PWR show, and we talked for a bit, and then we decided to um, have me book on the next uh, HCon. And you're fighting up against Robin Sane. Robin Sane on Sunday. Sunday. S- Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Day two. Saturday. Okay. Saturday, day two. Yeah. Nicole, you, ha- uh, you have experience appearing at these cons. You've done ring announcing. Yeah, you've you Super done. King. What? Yeah. yeah, she did for um, 2016? I did for both. Both years. Both, both, years. both years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've done that, years. Uh, among other things. Um, what what tips or what uh, pieces of advice have you shared with Koda about the convention experience? Um, Not so much tips, because I mean, like... I've never wrestled at a con, but yeah, I, but I did you've tell worked. him how a crowd is like at yeah, a convention. Yeah. Um, it's not your usual crowd that we'd have at yeah. uh, It's not a wrestling circuit. audience. Yeah. yeah, it's not a wrestling it's, audience. Yeah. It's just a bunch of people who mostly First don't timers. even yeah. know that there is wrestling here. So they're all looking at it, and they're probably not going to react a lot. So... They might even walk out mid-match. Yeah, yeah they're just going to stand there and not really react. So I just told them, like, just have fun with it. Because, I mean, it's not like... It's 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 a different experience. Yeah, it's I, I different. Had that, I had that experience before in the States where 
I wrestle at a festival or like you know yeah. like something like that like a multi-event yeah the fan there was no like real fans it was more like a crowd like oh, there's a crowd this, but they don't know what's going on yeah have you ever gotten to a point where say you're at a festival like that right and some somebody comes up to you while you're wrestling or while you're in your gear and you go and they go oh that shit's fake or like oh you guys suck when you know they're not coming from a fan perspective have you ever had to deal with that no, I never had to deal with that. Actually, they were always been respectful because they always wanted pictures because they were so amazed that a human being can do that certain thing. You know, in such shiny pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, you're you're still going to be in the Philippines for about another month at, uh-huh. uh, at the the time we're recording this. Do you have any goals you want to set for yourself while you're here? Uh, they don't necessarily have to be wrestling goals. They could be like, oh, be comfortable enough to commute on my own, or uh-huh. be comfortable enough to speak. Tagalog, like at least three sentences or something. I know a few words, but you know, my goal mainly is wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling, lang ang wrestling. Niya. <laughs> wrestling. He, he told me that a long time ago that like for this trip he wanted it a little different. Like he wanted to be the first one to go in all promotions as much as he can. Yeah, I wanted to work for PWR, MWF. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the promotions. Yeah, those yeah. are the promotions. I've also contacted SPW and Malaysia and oh, yeah. you know Thailand and stuff like that. Gato Pro, but did they, did they respond? They, no, they don't like. Oh, me. they know so. They know so you. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. For shame. No, no, no. All right. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and they are tricky to get to. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. are. And, you know, I'm sure uh, when the photos and videos of your History Con appearance and your uh, appearance at the succeeding shows will come out, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they'll you'll eventually pop up on their radar. Yeah. And then they'll realize they're gonna be, they're they're gonna be like, out oh, on. shit, wait. Yeah, we missed out on this stud. He's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I also want to, like, my goal is to, like, train more of the PWR guys and, like... Yeah, because you've been showing yeah. up at the Performance Center. Yeah, yeah. I've, I wanted to, like show up as much as I can and share my knowledge and stuff like that. And uh, uh, so, okay, so a year after you first wrestled with PWR, right, um, have, your, have your expectations or have your impressions of PWR changed? How about the wrestlers? Like, have, has that changed in the span of a year plus since you first met us? Um, just a little bit. Like, I know a few of the guys gotten better or they, uh, gotten better looking, like, body-wise. And we know who that is. <laughs> no, not, no, Hager's not Panzer. <laughs> How you doing, <laughs> body guy? Okay, yeah, uh, but you know it's really hard to like improve if if you're like not having like Ricky Steamboat showing Come up. Through, yeah. yeah, or even if you just stay in the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very hard. It's the time. same guys. Yeah, it's the same guys. And I know that you you've you've said this, you said this in your PWR article. PWR Central article that it is you know it is something that you want to do you want to teach um, us how yeah. to work better and I, I guess uh, as we wind down here I want to ask you about your goals in wrestling as a whole like uh, you know with your career in the US in the indie scene what uh, what's your short term goal do you have a mid term goal or a long term goal as well my short term goal was uh, going to Japan and wrestle there I I might have my contacts already but like I was supposed to plan my this trip to Japan, but until I met her, I oh, decided, I decided, I ruined everything. I decided yeah. to come back, and you know, <laughs> Nicole, ko pala may sala. Okay, but, but but you know, it's also Japan schedules are yeah, very strict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll plan on going to Japan like in the future, but for now, you know, wrestle as much as I can in the states and probably go different areas I'm probably like more like in Canada is more possibility 
Mexico more and just get myself out there as East much Coast, as I can. East Coast question mark? <laughs> East Coast side? Yeah, uh, I could probably do that. Maybe Mania. Yeah. Like Sweet. the smaller shows in Mania area. Yeah, Mania Weekend. I guess to uh, top it off, to close it off, I want to ask if representing the Philippines and Filipinos is something you would consider. Like, let's say let's say you get booked for a future edition of the Cruiserweight Classic. Would you be open to representing the Philippines or would you be representing Japan? Um, to be honest, I really don't. It doesn't matter to me. Like, uh, if they have me off a mask, I will represent any, anything they want. But with the mask, as Koto Hero, it's Japan. Yeah, because yeah, it's... Yeah, but I'll, we can, we can put you under a new mask. <laughs> but I'm willing to like work without a mask in WWE only though. Okay. Like, okay. Other promotions have asked you me. Japan? Maybe. 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 Okay. See. But yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. But Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. Other promotions have asked me to take off my mask because I guess I'm good looking. You like, are good looking. Jesus yeah. Christ! Those <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Such modesty. Damn. But those eyes. Hazel. Like I spent, downplaying everything too. All right, woman, keep your clothes on. <laughs> But I spent so much time wanting to be like the, the mask wrestler. I didn't want to throw it away, mm-hmm. and I wanted to keep my because yeah, there is integrity. a lot of work. Yeah. There's a lot of work putting in that aspect. Yeah, of it. so I want to keep it as long as I can. And when I, it's time to take it off, it's, it, will, it will come a time. But right now, I just want to get myself out there as a core hero. All right. Now to close things out, where can our listeners follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me. On Twitter at RyoKotoHero and Instagram at KotoHeroFighting. I like how Kamas had to hold up his phone so KotoHero could actually look at it. <laughs> I'm uh, ready for things like this. Yeah, because last week our guests <laughs> forgot their handles. Oh, no, so, yeah. I don't forget my own. Okay, and of course, Nicole, you can follow her at... Um, actually, I have a new Twitter. Oh! Nina, hey. Nina underscore PWO. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I don't post much because I'm busy spending time with this guy. And because you're not wrestling. Y- yeah. Hey, stop rubbing it in. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> hey, but I'm making an appearance. At yeah, yeah. You make it, you catch. making things happen. You making things happen. So you can catch both of us at uh, History Con this weekend at the World Trade Center. Saturday. Saturday and, and m- maybe another Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. I'm doing the Royal Rumble. Oh, oh, all right. Okay. I mean, right. we can we can drop that. I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. There you have it. There yeah. you go. I'm gonna beat everybody up. All right, so it's the, uh, I believe it's called the History Making Rumble on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's on uh, August 12th, right? August 11th. Uh, 11 12. and 12. Yeah, yeah, August 11th, that's Saturday. That's the match with Robin Sane. Please August kick 12, us out. the History Making <laughs> Rumble. And later this month, August 26th, you'll be at Renaissance. I don't think your match has been announced yet, has it? Not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. But, you know, it's, it's going to be good. Yes, but we, we, can, oh, yeah. we can say as early as now that it's gonna be good. will oh, be yeah. there. Are you going to be managing him again? Sure. If you right. want me to. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay. I, I mean, we could use the extra hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll young girl before I, 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 I could use I could use the help. Well, I will. <laughs> It's All like, right. you know, Kamu's still here too. <laughs> Koto Hero, Nicole, Nina, however you want to call her. <laughs> Thank you so much for finally joining us on the podcast. We're sorry it took this long. And uh, you know what? Uh, we're really excited to see where the rest of your stay in the Philippines takes you and where your wrestling career ends up taking you. Yeah, because, you know, I don't want to wait another year to have you back on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. Uh, very honored to be on the, sh- uh, the podcast. Thank you guys for having me. All right, and we'll catch you at the next show. Thanks again to Koto Hero and to Nicola So for joining us on this week's podcast. Who knew? Uh, Who yeah. knew that after one year, you can find love and find this podcast? In a hopeless place called the Philippines. <laughs> God damn it, it is hopeless though. <laughs> See? Political situation aside. Yeah. 
Uh, you, wanna, you, wanna, you wanna talk about happier things like our friends and data? No Pepe and Dede talk? Well, we can talk about... Uh, nah. No, I don't want it. Man, I want to talk do about it. Pepe Don't want to do it! Don't mm. give them airtime! Alright. Don't uh, give okay. them airtime, Jesus Let, Let's uh, mention real quick why our friend Ro Moran isn't joining us on the podcast He's this sick. week. He got sick. We forgot to mention it at the top of the show. So our guests were actually disappointed that he wasn't here this week. But what can you do? You know, uh, you, you never know when you'll get sick. Can't fight the weather. Can't fight the weather, right? Can't so, fight the moon. Uh, we do wish him well. And speaking of wishing people well, let's also wish Sandata well because he'll be representing the Philippines over at Middle Kingdom Wrestling. This weekend as well. Yes, it's the Belt and Road Championship Tournament or Itai Ilu as they say in, in Chinese. I was really happy that I got to be part of the Sandata promo. Yeah, uh, the, as, as agent and translator. Yes, so that, that was really God. fun uh, trying to deliver those lines. And uh, I gotta give you a shout out, Camus, for the excellent camera and lighting work there. I learned from the best. Yeah, I, I'd like to that think Carlo that. Show, that Carlo Show practice comes into handy every now and then. Who knew? Who knew? The Carlo Show boys know. Well, yes, obviously. My, my, my faction knows. I think having art directors on the team will eventually uh, make it rub off on you. I'm also. A part, I, I did art direction also at my old job. So, ito na, nagbubuhat ka na talaga ng bangko. Mabigat ba? Medyo. Okay lang. Kailangan mo na sa lampas. Mabigat eh. <laughs> picks of the week! No, no picks of the week this Aww. week. Because as I mentioned, we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. It's basically the start of the wrestling week for most of us here in the Philippines. You, you so, guys, so you yeah. guys get the episode early. You don't get picks. But... It's fine. Catch the rest of the G1. Because my <laughs> God... You're already a pick. No, just suggest, Sean. Because we're leading into the end game. All right. Okay. That's the cool. thing. All right. All right. Not everyone knows that this is like the last crucial stretch of the G1. Yeah, I don't. This is because, like, when you get to the end of the day, like the last few days, the last week, this is when because the last weekend is when you know who's left. Now it's like everyone's fighting for points to get to that semifinal. All right, let me ask you this. So, let's say you're one of the guys who's been mathematically eliminated, like a Yano, right? Yeah. So, what's the point of wrestling for this week? Eliminated Kanarin? Because if you still have a match up against a, say, for example, um, Juice Robinson, and you beat Juice, who is the current U.S. Heavyweight champion. Heavy, heavyweight, well, the U.S. champ. Yeah, the U.S. and IWGP heavyweight champion. You still could get a shot against him. Ah, okay. On so, the merits that you beat him in the tournament, which is why, which is why, like that Ishi win against Kenny Omega is such a big fucking deal. So it's not like say an 82 game NBA season where towards game 75, you, you're tanking. Sacram- yeah, the Sacramento yeah, Kings no. don't really have any no. meaningful games. No, aside from playing spoiler. No, this is at this point. At this point, if you're fighting up against a contender, you have the chance to be spoiler. If you're fighting up against like say one of the champions like say for example you're going up against the never open weight champion who right now is Goto yeah Ata I don't know you're asking the casual yeah I know like, I, I, no okay what what if I know what what if uh, <laughs> sorry the never open weights like, what I, I if forget. you're someone like a Sanada who's also eliminated right and then for example there's no one on your block who's a champion or a contender if if you're still fighting you're you want respectability in points also because that helps play into like next year's conversation where Okay, say for example, you scored 10 points this, this year. That's a very respectable score. Ano ano, 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 uh, so like, let's say in the NBA, a, a respectable PR is like 15 above, right? So yeah, what's, 15 above. What, what's a respectable baseline Here, for like, arrest, points? Like if, given this year's G1, like if you scored 8, that's pretty good. Okay. If you scored 10 and anything higher at the end of it all, 
that warrants consideration for like next year. All right. So so next year it gets brought up because points get brought up. Like I did notice this. Uh, Rocky Romero would re- uh, frequently say, "Oh, this person has averaged ten points in his in G1 his career." G1 career. Yeah, so yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing that if you could, if you get, if you're playing the points game, you're playing for next year to have the shot at being in the tournament next year. Uh, okay. That's that because that's part of the psychology of the G1. It's not just you're playing for the stakes to be in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. You're fighting up against. That's why the champions are in it, so that that those matchups can be played out throughout the rest of the year. Buti pala ni Nino Mokams. It was in like it was in like um, Lance's first G1 primer also. If that got bumped up this year, I'm not sure. No, I did not. I did not. Which uh, is probably a good reason for us to uh, beef up our New Japan coverage. Yes. Shout out to our New Japan writers on staff. What are we paying you guys for? Jeez. Absolutely nothing. Oh yes, absolutely nothing. Apparently. <laughs> no, actually, we we do pay them a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't need to get into specifics of that. But, yeah. but you get money. You get yes, the point. You, you get the point. All right. Yeah. That brings us to the end of uh, this week's episode. We didn't give you picks of the week, but we did give you a bit of logic behind the scoring systems for the G1 Climax. So, yeah, G1 20, uh, 28 concludes this weekend. Um, let's plug some upcoming events. HCon is this weekend. History Con, so let's support our brothers and sisters from both MWF and PWR. I'd like to think it's a super con experience this weekend. Wow. Uh, you've got names like Martivo, uh, the Kakai Bros, of course, Korohiro and Nina. They're going to be there. Crystal's there. So there you have a lot of names uh, to look forward to from both PWR and MWF. Of course, you've got your usuals, uh, Gig Striker, Fabio Makisi, Rob Insane, Mr. Lucha, Ashura, Frankie 13, the Liwanags, they're all going to be there. So that should be a lot of fun. And of course, for PWR, you've got August 26, Renaissance. Yep, coming up. MSG um, main eventing through Main Max, who is uh, in the PWR championship match against Ralph Imabayashi. And then we know that Koto Hero is going to be there. Yep, we just don't know how uh, he'll fit into the plans. Well, well we, we know, we just can't say. Yeah, we just can't say. Yeah. Uh, all we can tell you is that you can get your tickets at TicketToMe.ph. Uh, That's two spelled as the number two. And you there can get are them, retailers. You can uh, get them at Crossroads uh, at the Tavern at Kramer, X. Kramer Toy Warden over at Green Hills. Pauline Sprinting. Pauline Sprinting, yeah. There you and go. Uh, the early bird prices are as follows: it's three fifty for the early bird, nine 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 for the Barcada bundle, and if you get them at the door, it's four hundred pesos a pop. Right. So it's, if you want those discounted tickets, just hit us up. Yeah, just hit social. us up. It's at Caveman Camus at Rose War for the indisposed Ro Moran. And at underscore Stancy for me for the podcast. It's at the SGP podcast. And before we get out of here, thank you to everybody who subscribed and downloaded our podcast through Spotify. On Spotify. Yes, thank you. Everything's on fucking Spotify, and so are we. All right. It's so, yeah. it, just, it just feels so good to say Spotify. Okay. So on behalf hey. of uh, Ro, who's still not here, on behalf of Camus, who's spazzing again, Spotify. and on behalf of our guests, Koto Hero and Nicola So. My name is Stan C, and we are out of here. Peace, goodbye, good night. Hey, this is for all my kids stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a gun. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.